whether you're a professional dancer or just started falling in love with ballet dance, welcome to the Ballet Dance Life podcast. Here, we are diving deep into all facets of ballet dance world that cannot be found in a workshop or an audience seat. Every week, you will find new, honest, thought-provoking, inspiring, and educational conversation with top leading professionals of our industry. I'm your host, Jana Komornitska, and I'm honored that you are part of our dance tribe. This episode is brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, online platform where you can get access to all my teaching materials at once. Hundreds of technique drills, multiple choreographies, themed intensives, full-length courses, everything you can think about. Whether 20 minutes or few hours for practice, you will find a program that will fit not only your schedule, but your mood as well. First seven days are free, so check it out at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes. Hello, my dear dancers, welcome back to the Baladins Live podcast. It's a new episode and this one will be slightly different and special because it's going to be my solo episode. <laughs> that hadn't been for a while, right? But I decided to, to record it inspired but why, by one of our recent episodes, actually the one that we started this year with Helen, talking about paid performances and charging uh, for your shows. And there are two reasons why I decided to do this uh, special episode. First of all, I'm very passionate about this topic. Uh, for those who followed me for a while, you know it was the whole chapter of my dance life, actually being a full-time dance performer, working at restaurants, weddings, corporate events, uh, for like a good solid five years plus, but for five years actually been a full-time paid performer. It's time in my life that I wasn't even that much involved into teaching activities. It was just about performances and uh, I am very happy and uh, proud for what I managed to achieve and although now I'm in a different stage of my life and my dance journey, but I'm very gladly open to share my knowledge and my experience with uh, other dancers who are at that stage that they want to build uh, full-time performance careers at their countries, at their cities, working with different audiences and uh, working a lot on their own without any support of manager or director or producer and trying to figure out all these nuances on their own because I know it's not that easy or sometimes not that fun and very frustrating like what to do where to go etc and uh, this is one of the topics that i'm really passionate to talking about and sharing about but also i wanted to record this episode to touch base on this resistance which we do have in our dance community and i think this reply uh, applies to any kind of like art field or art-oriented uh, community that there is resistance on attaching such words as money or prices or marketing or promotion to our activities. We, so often we have this feeling like, no, I'm not a salesperson, I just want to focus on art, I just want to dance. But then we want suddenly and magically to 
us to live out of our art to clients uh, magically find us and this applies not only to dance performances the topic that i'm going to talk about today it very nicely applies to everything to uh, teaching and um, okay you want to teach but how to find students you do need to promote your services and that's the resistance come through like oh no i just want to dance and teach i don't want to again shout on like a bye bye register my class to my classes etc like we attach those very direct stereotypes about what is marketing what is promotion and what is treating our art as business so that's exactly what I was uh, thinking to talk about today and um, I would like to start actually with my personal story because I had very different mindset before and about like 10 years ago I was exactly in that place that no I just want to dance like what do you mean I'm not gonna perform I wasn't even thinking about performing as a solo like gigs somewhere and getting paid. I was uh, living in Ukraine and uh, here it's all about festivals and competitions and work in restaurants or corporate events. It kind of like has very low and like put down reputation. It's like, oh, this is not for artists. This is for some like random girls shaking uh, with uh, hip scarves between tables which is not really the case but that's the stereotypes uh, what it is about and general audience thinking about belly dancer they very often think oh it's the girl literally shaking hips between tables and she's there for person to put tips in her belt that's the general stereotype among audience and that was pretty much my approach, not in terms like that I thought like, oh, no professional dancers perform in Western, but I didn't see myself doing that. And when I moved to Canada, I came there to study dance at university and all my thinking was about, oh, I want to be dance professional. I want to be first of all choreographer. I was dreaming about putting together stage in a big theater shows, not even necessarily myself performing, like what? All my focus was on choreographing and creating those productions and then also developing like festival life like going to this event or that maybe eventually start teaching like all those very stereotypical very not stereotypical even but very typical and common dreams that many dancers have around the world for me it was the case also because i didn't see really any other opportunities and possibilities of like what else which other path i can take in dance because i didn't see it as like for myself opening a studio and start teaching at that time it was not really something appealing to me and in terms of performances again i couldn't imagine myself performing at wedding or restaurant because of all those stigmas and beliefs that I was raised around and what i was thinking about what belly dance at those events must look like but then very lucky for me thing happened i moved to a different country to a different continent and seeing different mindset and different approach to dance was really eye-opening for me first of all like uh, lack of festivals and competitions uh, which i saw in canada was completely mind-blowing and it's not like it was completely absent but compared to what is happening and was happening in ukraine it was as if it didn't exist and then i was like okay but 
if there is no festivals or competitions, like where dancers perform, like what do, what are they doing, like what is happening, like what do you mean there is no like festival, active festival life there? And to compare for you, to give an idea why for me it was shocking, because in Ukraine, even like today right now after like lockdowns and pandemics, it's of course less active, but still in normal like life, Every single weekend there will be a dance festival somewhere in Ukraine and good if just one. I remember many times during the same weekend there will be three or four festivals and sometimes they're in the same city, not even country. So it's really huge and it's completely like different world and like the style of performance, what you do, what you prepare, it's that mindset of like theater, ballet dance at theater. And suddenly completely different situation in Canada. And then, of course, I start researching, okay, what is happening, what is uh, going on, and there are many halfless, many parties that dancers can go and just perform, but it's also very active performance scenes at restaurants and uh, other events, private functions, which later I discovered, like weddings, and uh, of course there will be a huge scene to perform at weddings, because there is a big uh, immigration community from all over the world to Canada, from Egypt, Iraq, Iran, uh, Lebanon, Turkey, Morocco, like, you just name the country, there will be community based in Canada, and uh, Toronto, where I was exactly living at that time, it was kind of a center for many of those communities too. So the life, the, let's say, commercial life of ballet dance was very, very big. And I remember me first times, first few months going to this event or that event, mostly like checking out restaurants. Of course, I still had uh, quite a lot of resistance. I was like, okay, I'm curious, but that's not for me. But then with time, things start shifting. And shifting because I saw the difference in, first of all, audience approach and also in attitude of dancers to those uh, events. It's uh, mind-blowing and, and was shifting for me. Like, I remember later during my already active performance years, there were some weddings in high-end hall. I can only imagine the budgets that they spent on renting those specific, like, venues and putting together all decorations, flowers, like, all the whole budget of the wedding event. And then they scheduled the entire event specifically around my availability. Because for them... Having a ballet dance at wedding was very important and they wanted to have a specific dancer, which at that point happened to be me. And having this feeling like, oh my God, they're stressing like crazy. Their, their wedding planner is really getting nervous because we're getting late like five minutes. I was like, it's not a big deal, it's just five minutes, like it's normal. But like seeing those kind of completely different approaches to dancers, and I'm not saying that everything was pink and purple, like of course, uh, there were some events which was like, ah, oh, not the best approach uh, attitude to ballet dance, but the approach was very different. And then of course that shifted my mind a lot, and this time I did start performing at restaurants, I did start performing at nightclubs, at uh, weddings, at corporate events, and I really enjoyed uh, this work.
but I still was in the mindset like, oh, I want to graduate from university, I want to do my shows, my choreography, like theater stage productions, and performing at those like events as a solo artist for me was uh, just a side gig, like, okay, that's cool, I enjoyed it, I got into it, I enjoyed also the approach and mindset, but that was not my main activity until I had experience of getting a regular 9 to 5 job literally a few months after I graduated from university. I was like, okay, now I need a job. And then it will stay just like on the side because it still was not the time that I could support myself from dancing. And then I had terrible experience at my job. It was completely wrong place, uh, wrong time, and completely not for me, and uh, that's a different story, but literally months after I quit, and I'm very happy I did it, and at that point I said like, no, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna focus on what actually calls to me, what I know I'm good at, and I know I do have some possibility, but I just need to push and make it happen that I can live out of dancing. And for me the pushing point was like I do not want to have that experience again of 9 to 5, getting possibly again at some wrong place, working at some people like on their like goals and dreams and then sometimes they are not even clear what exactly they want, they don't have that vision or anything or and they're putting you in the wrong situations. Anyway, as you can feel like my 9 to 5 job experience at that point was a nightmare. So I was like I decided I'm not having it anymore and I will try to do my best, best, best to ever avoid it and I want to work on my goals and my my vision. And for me it was of course around dance. But then the question arrived, okay, how do I get enough gigs to actually sustain my life? I wasn't in the situation to rely on some like third party or anything like that or some huge like saving account like I had some support from uh, my parents back from my university years but it was limited and I still needed to figure out my husband also at that point already we were together but he's also in art field so it's all that struggles of facing uncertainty of artistic life, of self-employed life, and trying to figure out it on your own, <laughs> because there is no like boss who will tell you, or oh, do this or do that. And there was quite a long time on trying to figure out, trying this, trying that, going to do that direction, or trying like many frustrations. There's a lot of that. But in my experience, I feel that what helped me was getting into a study mode. Study mode in terms of business aspect of activities. And before I went to Canada, I actually had a different education back in Ukraine. It was in the field of finances, but it was more forwarded and directed on the like government finances, let's say, and with a little bit of uh, sneak peeks into the private sector, into the commercial, let's say, world, budgeting, uh, like a little bit of marketing, but still it was a lot of theory, you know, like universities very often provide more theory rather than practical tips. And although it gave like some push or step forward, it still was not enough, especially in different country 
in different field which was like okay it's advertising of art basically dance services but at least back then at least i had some base of foundation that okay i understand that i'm providing services and i'm charging people for the services now let's see what else to do and how to make it happen that it actually becomes a lifestyle and the tool that helped me a lot was getting into the podcasts podcast as a listener i'm not talking about this podcast which i created eventually also inspired by my love to listen different podcasts but as i mentioned back then i was like okay i need to get into the study mode and research and figure out and i didn't know where to go at all like which direction to start going and for me the push came from my husband who was already a great podcast lover and is still today it's like non-stop listening to something during the day but that's uh, how i discovered about podcast world at all and my first picks and interests were about business topics business marketing promotion whatever i could find i was subscribing listening and um, i think the more we study and the more we like listen to content and material it kind of almost does i don't know brainwashing to us i guess but in this case it was in a very good and healthy way because i start seeing those marketing approaches and the promotional tools or even the essence of what is marketing what is promotion as something positive and uh, it was not only about me like earning money and making sure i can sustain my living from dancing but it also gave lots of clarification of what exactly i am providing what exactly i'm serving what exactly i am selling because it's not about 20 minute ballet dance show it's not about that it's about experience just like teachers at the studios you're not selling a class you're not selling like ability to learn how to shimmy or 60 minute i don't know dance workout that's not about that it's always about experience of other person they are not coming to your class let's say to learn how to shimmy they are not hiring you as a dance performer to see uh, how many props you can put in your show or like what costume you can wear on that's not about that they're hiring or they're coming or they're purchasing your product or service because of expectations of their experience of the transformation that you can bring on the of the emotions that you can deliver for the memories that they will have from experience of getting in touch with you and that very very much transformed my approach to marketing and promotion promotion stopped being about shouting all the time like oh bye bye or like hire me hire me <laughs> it became about something completely different marketing and promotion became about creating proper bridges between me and my potential clients it became about making it easy for them to find me and i'm talking not about general audience because we very often don't even realize whom exactly we are serving and 
I'm using this word very intentional. It's not about whom we are selling our product or service or classes or dance performances. It's about whom we are serving with our product, meaning we want to reach people who will benefit from getting our product or service. So it's not just about like oh, persuading them to put their money into your bank account and then whatever. No, it's about making sure that you're also reaching the right person who will get benefit and advantage of using what you have to offer them. So it's about correct match. And not only for the, uh, be, um, from their point of view, but it's also from your point of view that you're finding clients, students, who you will enjoy working with, who you will enjoy serving for, and you will feel fulfilled by delivering your product specifically to them. Because any kind of, let's say, transaction, that product or service in exchange of money, it is exchange, exchange of energies. It just comes in different ways. You're delivering your energy in terms of your product because whatever we're talking about, if it's a physical performance, it's literally, you probably can uh, very much associate what kind of energy and efforts you will be delivering. But even if you are, we're talking about like costumes, you still put your energy into creating this piece of like training outfit or costume. And that's the way you deliver your energy to the client to someone who is wants to purchase it as a teacher you deliver your energy and not only physically in the class but also even if it's like a video you still put a lot of energy in learning this stuff yourself that now you're delivering so whatever manifestation it is but it is your energy and your effort and people by purchasing this they deliver you money, but that's also their energy because they put efforts and energy in earning those money. So the energy exchange to be fulfilled, it needs to be proper. It needs to be equal. That's why we also like to talk here on the podcast about proper level of charging for your services, regardless, is it classes, is it individual coaching, is it physical performances, but it is exchange of energy in any way and it needs to be fulfilling for both sides like people need to feel like oh they're getting good deal and for them good deal is not the cheapest prices it's about perfect fit that they feel like oh they received enough for what they paid just like you you want to feel uh, fulfilled by receiving proper payment for the amount of efforts you delivered so that's why I'm saying, I'm talking about uh, using marketing promotion in order to reach correct people. Because for me, when I was performing and I was like, okay, I need to spread awareness about my shows so when people hire me, but I'm not interested in everyone hiring me because I know there are some clients and some audience that is looking for just the cheapest available option for dance performances. That's not my client and I will be happily <laughs> avoiding even dealing with them. And this time I start having understanding that if I put together my marketing and promotion strategy in correct way, those people will even avoid me. And people who are my clients from an energetic point of view, those people will be reaching me more and more. So it's kind of reaching out those people, but uh, not even me physically reaching them. It's creating those bridges and those paths that makes 
easy for them to find me and then easy for them to do a choice because obviously I'm not the only one dancer at the market, but my task is to make it easy for them to decide, am I the right fit for their event? Or maybe I'm not the right fit for the event and they prefer to hire another dancer, which is also totally fine. But this is what market and promotion is about. It's not about shouting, or oh, hire me, or buy my classes, or buy my costumes, give me money, give me money, give me money. No, it's about showcasing and making it clear for people what exactly you have to deliver and how you can serve them. And again, it's not about shouting, oh, I'm the best, because the best is very subjective and it's about nothing. It's literally about presenting your offer. And this is already valuable thing. It's already delivering value because there is value even in sparking, sparkling someone's interest that your service are the right fit, making it easy, or maybe, they look at it and it's very clear for them, oh no, that's not what we are looking for. And that's also a value because you're saving someone's time, let's say, <laughs> and making it um, easier for them to decide. But marketing and promotion is about showing up for people and also making sure that they feel seen and heard. Marketing and promotion is about structuring how you deliver the message about what are your products, what are your classes about, so people can either reflect, oh, that's exactly what I was looking for, and oh my god, she's talking almost like in my own words, or they feel like, ah, no, that's not for me, I am looking for something else. In marketing and promotion, it's about spreading awareness about your services. And it's not just for your own sake, like, oh, if you spread more awareness, you will earn more money. But it's also responsibility, because the more you spread the awareness about your services, the more chances that someone who needs your services finds you. <laughs> so it's not about just serving you, it's also about serving other people. And it's like... If you have something valuable to deliver to them, why would you hide it? If you have a talent and you created something, something good, something that can make someone be happy or more hopeful or make them fitter or feel more beautiful or any other positive uh, benefit to their life, it's not yours to hide from them. There is no shame in actively promoting your services. And I think the shame comes from two places. First, it's either not understanding what is promotion and thinking it's just shouting, oh, buy, 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 or doing like, I don't know, paid ads or uh, something like that, which paid ads are actually good too, if you know how to use them. But it's that misunderstanding that, oh, promotion is just about asking people to give me money. You are not adding second side of this thing which is serving people, which is delivering value to them. And delivering and serving you can do even before getting money from them. There are many different things and ways on how you can put marketing and promotion. But lack of understanding of this topic often creates shame. Oh, I'm not a salesperson, I just want to focus on my art. Well, that's not really about marketing and promotion. It's about some inner uh, restrictions, limits, and stereotypes. And second, it's just an excuse. 
oh, you don't want to deal, you don't want to get out of your comfort zone, you don't want to acknowledge that, oh, this is something maybe missing in your activities. And it's way easier to say, oh, I don't want to deal with marketing and promotion, I'm not a salesperson, I'm an artist. That's an excuse. As an artist, if you want to be a professional artist who lives from your art, or even not full-time job, but just a side gig, but you want to feel fulfilled, rewarded, you want to do it on the long term, getting involved in marketing promotion is a must-do. And there are many different ways how you do it. It may completely not even uh, involve such things like paid ads for anything or putting together marketing strategy. It can go very natural and flowy, but it's still understanding that it's not only locking yourself in a dance studio and working on your dance art. There are some other elements and things that needs to be done. But the main message from this episode that I really would like you to take that there is no shame in round putting these two words together like dance and money or art and sales. There is nothing shameful in start thinking about your art as a business. Whatever it is, like again, teaching business like dance school or online classes or uh paid performances and building up a career at local gigs uh, i really strongly believe that this is one of the main blocks for many very talented dancers on why their career is not successful as they want it to be it's as if they think that oh like treating their art as business will destroy the nature essence of art itself or it will suddenly they will suddenly stop being an artist it's your decision how to treat those points marketing and promotion it's not like you getting hired by someone else and now you will have a boss who will tell you oh do this or that no it's still you taking decision and if you don't like certain things you just don't do them like marketing and promotion has millions of possibilities for you to choose from how to spread awareness about your uh, events or about your uh, services or dance classes and eventually getting paid for them you do not have to choose between art and business yes there are some logistics things because once you get into the business side of any activity there are millions of things on your to-do list except of like working on a new choreography and yes you do need to find balance between these things and sometimes there are some time slots like personal in my life which now i'm not a full-time performer i'm more like a teacher and working in online space and hosting this podcast and the yana dance club and i still apply a lot of mindset things that i learned from my full-time a performance career i do apply in spreading awareness about this podcast or spreading awareness about my teaching platform like they are very transferable and yes sometimes there are life uh, periods then it's like oh my god i feel i'm sitting in front of my computer day and night and uh, like working on a million of things while i just want to go and dance and do some class myself that happens but it's a matter of balance and again it's i in those moments i remind like well it's my decision what i invest my time right now and sometimes it's like oh yana you don't really need to do all that to-do list stuff like right now in one week choose like one or two things and then go and dance and practice and feel like you're an artist and dancer yourself and some days sometimes it's like no this matters this needs to be done now because i know that by reaching more people i can serve more people more people will find right now it's about of course by uh online like a uh, platform which 
they can find and it will benefit them and for me it's also important that okay right now like this i don't know a few weeks or sometimes a month i will let's say sacrifice my own dance development but i'll invest time into planning marketing promotion like doing all those business side of the task and then after that the season will change and then i'm back like more actively dancing and other things like, like business stuff goes more into auto, autopilot let's say they keep keep continuing keeps going that happens but again treating any activity dance related activity as a business doesn't mean that you stop being artist it's just now you have two hats and sometimes you need to balance things but once again there is no shame in this kind of things there's no shame in wanting to live out of your art either you're performing or teaching or doing costumes or whatever it is there is no shame in wanting and actively actually promoting your services there is no shame in asking for a good level of payment for your skills for your products for energy that you put into creating of those things and there is no shame in proportion your art as a business because the more prosper you are as an artist the more possibilities you have to create beautiful things, to bring them into life, to inspire more people and to serve more people. So it's not just about market and promotion or approaching art as a business. It's still about you. What is your choice? To sit quietly and hide what you have to deliver to the world and what you have to inspire other people to be happier even if it's just for like i don't know one hour of taking your class but that's very valuable because otherwise that person may not have that one hour of like happy calm place in their life and who are you to hide this possibility from them so once again marketing and promotion is not about getting money from people <laughs> yes that's a very very good side effect and one of the goals that sometimes like uh pushes us to get into this topic but the essence of marketing promotion it's about making it easy for people to find you and specifically for those people who need what you have to offer and if it's done properly and correctly it's a both side win-win there's no losing person a <laughs> losing party in this kind of interaction so i really hope that all this speech and my personal story and uh, approach like inspired you or at least shifted your mindset like okay let's try let's give it a try let's dive more and there are a lot of materials here already at the Baladins Life podcast that lots of people share about their strategies and their promotions. And you heard, like, if you follow this podcast, there are many different options and approaches. And there are also conversations that people, like, kind of like, no, I'm just an artistic side. And yes, of course, there are examples of great artists, successful artists who just focused on dancing and things happened. But... I don't think I really need to prove or agree that those are, in many cases, exceptional situations. How many really good dancers, and I'm pretty sure all of you know, locally or online or internationally, like really good, really very talented dancers, but they can't make living, they cannot make ends by just doing dancing. And it feels frustrating. <laughs> And maybe some of those dances are you, like you see or you hear from all around the people, like uh, 
great things about your potential, about your talent, about your work ethic, but it's applicable just in the development of skills. And you're not applying it to other fields that may push you and may, if, of course, you're someone who actually dreaming of making it as a, either side gig or profession in whichever direction, teaching, performing, or something else. But if you're someone who does dream in transforming dance into your profession, into your main activity, focusing on marketing and promotions are tools that can help you make it possible, especially today in the online world that many things changed and in many cases it's about presentation and delivering clear message. So I hope you got inspired to maybe come back and review our library of episodes at Baladance Life uh, podcast and maybe listen to some that you skipped that you thought like, oh, it's more about business topics and I'm not really interested into that. Maybe now you got inspired, go and do it. There are many free online resources also on marketing in general, not even related to dance. And for me, it's very helpful sometimes even listen to some story that maybe nothing to do with dance, but you just get inspired by people's visions, their solutions and seem like, oh, they made it happen. Someone who you would never think that they can, I don't know, make money on, I don't know, creating a course on how to bake uh, bake uh, bread with a specific flour. It's something very, very, let's say, specific, but people made it happen and they enjoy it. And now all they do, they're creating this kind of courses, let's say, or, I don't know, some cupcake business or something else, like whatever it is. But hearing those stories very inspiring and um, it's a very good food and nutrition for your brains (laughs) and for your mindset too and of course i'm also here to provide a little bit more information and a little bit more of like push and spark and i got really inspired to put together a separate uh, free lecture free webinar for specifically those who want to step into the field of dance performances at local gigs how to get paid for your shows how to book those very first uh, Uh, events, how to deliver your information, what kind of presentation you need. So I am putting together a free webinar for those who are interested in start performing solo and actually getting paid for that. It will be next week on Sunday, January 30th at noon by Eastern Standard Time. So like New York, Toronto and all that lane, it's at noon and then you can uh, switch time according to your local time zone it's a free event but you need to register for it so all information and registration form you can find at yanadanceclub.com event simply register and i will send you a link to a live stream it will be a live stream so not only i will present information on like steps what to do what to prepare and how to book and promote your uh, services especially then you're in the position of like the very beginning you don't really have much uh, to rely on in terms of like your network or your portfolio much but we will talk about like those the very beginning what is essential to which elements to put together and how to reach potential clients, how to price, how to explain in a way that it's not even explanation or 
justification of your prices, but that it feels nice and uh, fair, like a good deal for your clients. And nothing to do with overcutting. <laughs> I'm actually talking about a solid, legit pricing and getting a good paid, nice uh, gig. So go ahead, register. It's yanadansclub.com slash event. I will put link in the show notes, free event, just registration. And on Sunday, January 30th at noon by Eastern Standard Time, we're going to talk about all this. You'll have opportunity to ask some questions too. And I'm really looking forward to hearing also your feedback about this episode. If it sparked your curiosity at least, or your hopefulness that, uh, yes, you can get booked for whatever it is, performances or classes. Yes, it's okay to promote uh, your products and services. And yes, it's not about just shouting buy, buy, buy or give me money. It's about something more. It's about delivering value. It's about making clear for your audience uh, what you're offering how it can benefit them and it's easy for them to find what they are looking for because there are many people i promise you there are many people who are looking specifically for what you have to offer them so don't be shy about shouting in all possible ways about what you have what you created what you want this world to see Be proud of your work, be proud of all the energy, all the effort of yourself, of your talent, of your knowledge, of everything you put in creating or wanting to create. Maybe it's still in the progress right now, but it's still happening. Be proud of it and never be shy about marketing or promoting your services, about researching and learning more about business side of dance activities and be proud of wearing two hats, artist and proud business lady or businessman. (laughs) That's it for today, guys. But before you go away, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends. And if you post it on social media, please tag me and our guest because we love seeing who is listening to the podcast. Thanks for being with us and I'll see you next week. Same time, same place.